0: Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. I want to talk this part of the show about fingernails. How's that for a boring topic? No, fingernails can tell you a ton of information about your health. And a lot of times people come to me and they'll say, well, Dr. Joe, i got ridges on my nails. My nails are white. My nails are yellow. My nails crack all the time. My nails don't grow. These are all symptoms that something's going wrong. So let's go through these and you, everybody, I promise everybody's gonna be looking at their nails through this segment here. I did some work in my yard the other day and I sprayed some sealant, some foam sealant. I got it on my fingernails. So if you look at my fingernails right now, it looks like I've got a, like a, I don't know, algae or something growing on it, but I know what that is. So if your nails are pale, your nails are really white, it could be a sign of anemia. And a simple test is this, squeeze your fingernail and then let it go. It should come back to being pink again relatively quickly, two, three seconds, four seconds. If you squeeze your fingernail and it stays white, that could be an issue. So it could be anemia, which is not enough iron in the blood. It could be a sign of congestive heart failure. It's not the only sign, but it's a sign. Another sign of heart issues is if you have a crease in both your ears, in your earlobe. A crease in the earlobe could be a sign of heart condition. Now, it's not a definitive diagnostic test. But these are just things to say you know i better start looking looking into this could be a sign of liver disease could be a sign of malnutrition so if your nails are pale uh and if if, the, if you squeeze them and they stay pale they don't spring back to pink uh, that become a big big issue uh, if the nails are white with darker rims this could indicate liver issues such as hepatitis so if you start to see uh the white nails with with darker rims uh that could be a sign hey maybe something's wrong with my liver now think about this you might have hepatitis but you think okay i've done nothing that could have given me hepatitis i haven't used any used needles i haven't gotten any tattoos i haven't uh, done drugs and so maybe you just have white nails maybe it's just pale nails you're anemic but these are just little tools and and i teach all my doctors when, when i teach my interns and my doctors now there aren't interns anymore that are you know practicing doctors um when i teach them these things i say we're like the detectives We've got to piece together all the information a patient gives us and try to get to the cause. Sometimes we're wrong. Sometimes we're not 100% right. Nobody is. There is no foolproof technique in medicine or healthcare uh, that you're going to say, yes, I have pale nails, so obviously I have this problem. But these are all little pieces of the puzzle that we put together. And my team of doctors, we're really good at this because we all work together. Every time my doctors are in the office, we meet. I'm constantly meeting with all my doctors and saying, okay, I got this case. I'm not sure what to do with it. Look at this on the x ray. What is this? We saw something the other day, like a worm in somebody, it would have been their stomach. I, went, I don't know what this is. So we sent it out to a, a radiologist because it was something that we couldn't diagnose. We sent it out. We work with a team of great doctors. We were neurosurgeons, vascular surgeons, orthopedists, neurologists, therapists, uh, life coaches. So we work with a, an amazing group of folks that uh, we're there. So if we can't handle it on our group, we usually know somebody who can, usually, not always though. Um, yellow nails. This a common sign is usually a, f- a fungal infection. As the infection worsens, the nail beds may start to retract and the nails become thick and crumbly. You ever see this? Older people seem to get this a lot. Uh, in rare cases, yellow nails could indicate more serious conditions like thyroid disease, lung disease, diabetes, or cirrhosis. But uh, nail infections usually come from the inside out not the outside in. So you can treat them from the outside in. Uh, there's medications you could put on them. Um, you can t- take s- slices of garlic. My grandmother taught me this one. Slices of garlic and just put a Band-Aid around the nail and sleep in it overnight and do that. It's gonna take several weeks. And many times that will knock out the infection, but the infection is usually coming from your colon. It's what's called a systemic yeast infection in many cases. A lot of people have systemic yeast infections. Candida albicans is the fancy word for it. And what happens is, sometime in your life, you did a lot of antibiotics. Could have been from eating commercial meats and dairy products. It could be from taking antibiotics as a medicine. Uh, It could be from chlorine in your water, which acts as an antibiotic. Uh, It could be from uh, yard work if you're spraying glyphosate or chemicals on your lawn or something and getting it into your body. And so these things kill off a lot of the good bacteria as well as killing off the bad bacteria, they don't seem to affect yeast. Now, yeast lives in your colon, and yeast's job is to take uh, sugar and break it down, digest your sugar for you. So if the yeast isn't killed off, the yeast starts to overgrow. And then it can burrow a hole in your colon, because many places in your colon, it's only one cell thick, get into your blood system. Now the yeast is floating around your blood system. And the yeast has something on it called a biofilm. What a biofilm is, it's a coating that your immune system doesn't recognize. So your immune system will float by and say, what's that down there? Ah, it looks okay, and keep floating and not attack it. So the yeast protects itself with a biofilm. Now the yeast floats through your blood system, and it says, I want to set up shop someplace warm, someplace moist. Where can I find a warm, moist place on this body? Well, your fingernails, your toenails especially, are a really good spot because, you, you know, your feet are in socks all day. Um, the vagina, the anus the mouth, the ears, under the armpits. If you're heavy, if you're fat, you can have these rolls of fat where yeast can set up shop under there. So it likes to set up shop in warm, moist places because it likes to live in warm, moist places. And so if that's the case, we got to start looking at the colon. We got to say, why is the colon malfunctioning? What can we do to reestablish normal uh, colon, what's called flora, which is the bacteria in your colon? So a simple test you can do, real simple test, is tonight when you go to bed, take a glass of water, Just plain old clear glass of water, put it next to your bed. When you wake up tomorrow morning, get a big mouthful of spit. Scrape your tongue with your teeth, get a mouthful of spit, spit into this glass. And this way you could see it. You wait up to an hour. If you start to see little tentacles coming down, like like, like an octopus almost, that's usually a sign of systemic yeast infection. Now, we can do a micronutrient test on you, and we can determine if you have yeast infection. Um, So we can dig a little deeper, but that's a good early diagnostic tool. And if you do have a yeast infection, a lot of you do, it's not something you want to ignore. It's a very serious condition because that yeast can get into your muscles, can get into your heart, can get into your organs, and can cause real serious problems. So if you have a systemic yeast infection, that that nail fungus that you have, what's that called? It's a warning sign. It's saying, hey, something's wrong here. Better fix me. And so you want to dig a little deeper. We have a, a yeast protocol. Um, that we can get to you. Can we put that on the website, Garrett? It's supplements and dietary protocol as well. So uh, if Garrett can do that, we'll put it on the website for you. Um, and you definitely want to do that. It's not something you want to jerk around with. And you have to give up sugar. Breads, cookies, cakes, donuts, pastas, because sugar feeds the yeast. And so if you have a, if you eat a lot of sugar, chances are you have a yeast infection too, so you keep feeding this yeast and it grows bigger and bigger and bigger. So I do recommend you give up the sugar And uh, we'll put the protocol together for you. And then you take a series of supplements and dietary changes. It does not go away easily. It can take a few months. But you know what the nice part is? You're eating healthy for a few months. No downside to that. Now, there are medications we can give you uh, as well. But many times the medications have side effects like damaging the liver. So we definitely want to try to do this as naturally as we can, if possible. So that yellow nail could be a sign that there's something really serious going on. If your nails are bluish or have a bluish tint to them, it could mean you're not getting enough oxygen. This can indicate a lung problem, emphysema, heart problems can be associated with bluish nails. So if you do have that, it wouldn't be a bad idea to get yourself to your cardiologist or at least your primary care physician and say, hey, my nails are blue, what do we do about this? And they could do tests for oxygen and things like this and see where the problem is. If your nails are rippled or pitted, it can be an early stage of um, psoriasis or inflammatory arthritis. Inflammatory arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, is an autoimmune disease. Psoriasis, autoimmune disease. So whenever I see autoimmune diseases, I always think we got to get the body healthy. We got to get the, the uh, immune system functioning normally. So my supplement protocol that I take for my immune system is Super Greens and Essential Source, uh, glutathione and vitamin D. And then we're dealing with the colon issue here. You might want to also get on probiotics. And those are all on the website drjo.com. And uh, that can be a serious issue. And again, if you just damage the nail, like I really hurt my finger. Uh, gosh, several months ago, I was, I was digging up a big rock in my backyard and, and I had a, a pick underneath it and the pick slipped and it crushed my finger uh, between the rock and the pick. And the whole top joint of my finger was peeled back. You can see the bone. And I had gloves on and I was like, this is gonna hurt taking these gloves off. And as I took it off, it just peeled back the the issue, uh, the, the whole top of the finger and boy, it hurt. You could see the bones and oh, it's disgusting. Um, immediately went where to a doctor medical doctor this was not a chiropractic case folks this is a medical case I needed a medical doctor went to a doc in the box she looked at it she says it's a clean cut she goes it'll probably heal we can patch it up if you want to and stitch it but chances are you won't need stitches I said okay Bandaged it up it healed very well I still have a little bit of loss of range of motion in there but that was and then the nail came back very weird that's not a, an issue. I traumatized the nail. And so the nail had to grow a whole cycle to get normal again, and now it's normal. Um, but again, in cases like this, that was, a, that was a medical case. You know, you call me up and say, Dr. Joe, what should I do? i keep my immune system strong. I didn't eat sugar. I cleaned it very well. But yeah, you can approach it naturally to get the body to heal, but sometimes we need other interventions. So if you traumatize the nail, that's different. But if you see these things, then it's a real issue. If the nails are cracked or split, uh, that could be a sign of a thyroid disease. Cracking or splitting combined with yellowish uh, is likely uh, due to a fungal infection if it cracks and splits with yellow. If it's not yellow, you want to start thinking thyroid issues. Uh, and we can do a thyroid panel in our office, by the way. Uh, if the nail fold is puffy, the skin around the nail appeals red and puffy, that's inflamed, uh, usually a result of you damaged it. And so if you damage that area, um, again, you probably just need to be, be careful with it. Um, if you pick at it a lot, a lot of people will pick at their nails. That'll cause infections. Bite your nails, that can cause infections. So just be careful about that. It's probably not anything to worry about. You just got to figure out why do I have this? If you have dark nail, dark lines beneath the nails, uh, that should be investigated as soon as possible. It could be a melanoma, which is a type of skin cancer. So if you have dark lines under your, under your nails, you want to get that done, taken care of right away. Uh, if you bite your nails... That could be a psychological issue. Uh, Nail biting or picking has also been linked to obsessive compulsive disorder uh, or anxiety. And then we have to look at it, why are you biting the nails? The problem with biting the nails is you can get infections in your mouth. You can get canker sores in your mouth. Uh, You can put viruses, germs, bacteria in your mouth. Um, so if you bite your nails, it's usually a sign of something, uh, it's not the biting of the nails that's a problem, it's what's causing it. Many times we just need to do some stress reduction with that patient. Uh, we can get them on supplements, we can get them on magnesium supplements, try to calm them down, take a bath in milk of, um, not milk of magnesia, um, uh, uh, salt, Epsom salt, and the magnesium can be absorbed right into your body. And many times that's very relaxing to the body. Uh, So nails, again, are only just part of the puzzle. Uh, these changes are rarely, uh, rarely the first sign. There's usually other things that go along with this. Again, it's not diagnostic or conclusive, but it's part of the, the puzzle that we put together. Many nail male, male abnormalities are harmless. Uh, not everyone with white nails has hepatitis. Um, so if you have a concern about your nails, you can say, okay, let me dig a little deeper and see what's going on, Okay. I want to talk now about your breath. Yes, your breath. It's really been bothering me. I've been meaning to talk to you about it. I think it's time you and I had to talk. No, not your breath. But all of us are around people that have bad breath, right? And you smell it and you go, my God, his breath stinks or her breath stinks. It's usually a sign of something else. Again, we're talking about symptoms today. And what are these symptoms of? So if you snore, that can give you morning breath because your mouth is open, you're breathing, you dry out your mouth. It could be a sign of... Uh, Uh, an infection in the mouth as well. But snoring is usually due, what I find, the stomach pushed up against the diaphragm. The diaphragm is supposed to drop down when you inhale and go up when you exhale. And if the stomach is pushing up against the diaphragm, when you lay down, you don't have that gravity assist. And so without the gravity assist, you may not be breathing properly. And so every case I've ever had that snored, we check the stomach, we check the nerves in the neck because the nerves in the neck control the throat, so if you have neck pain, back pain, you have been in a car accident, trauma to the neck, many times you pinch the nerve that goes into the throat, and that can cause snoring as well. So snoring could be, a, could be causing a bad breath, but what's causing the snoring? And that's when we dig a little deeper. Gum disease, if it has like a metallic smell, I always say there's two basic smells to bad breath. One of them smells like a, 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 a latrine. Try to keep it clean here. Uh, and the other one smells like chemicals. If it has a metallic smell, if it has a chemically smell, chances are it's gum disease. Uh, you might, it might be called periodontitis, which is inflammation of the gums. You're more likely to have it if you smoke, you don't brush and floss regularly, and gum disease could be hereditary, but here's the danger of gum disease. The same sheet of skin, okay, that covers your gums also covers your heart. So if you have infections in your teeth and you don't treat it, uh, it can actually go down into your heart and affect the heart as well. And so you don't wanna jerk around with, with health with, uh, care of your teeth. I don't care if I have bad breath, I don't see anybody, it doesn't matter to me. No, it can affect uh, the, the, the heart as well. Uh, and my father had heart disease, or he had a, a mitral valve prolapse. But what happened was when he was young, he had rheumatic fever and it wasn't treated properly. And so it spread from his, uh, from the fever spread down into his heart, weakened the, the mitral valve. And so eventually, in it, later on in his life, he had to have a, a replaced. But every time he went to the, the doctor, if he had any procedure done on his heart, he had to go to the dentist first to make sure there was no infection in the teeth that could be spreading into the heart. So you don't wanna jerk around with teeth problems. You say, yeah, it's annoying, it's, it costs, I don't wanna to go to the dentist, it's expensive. No, it can affect your heart and cause some real serious damage. Acid reflux can, of course, give you bad breath. So if you have heartburn, burping, gas, that can cause uh, issues. Uh, We've talked about this many times. We can actually adjust or pull the stomach down away from the diaphragm. And when we do, many times that helps solve the problem. So if you have acid reflux, it's not just, hey, it's annoying. Hey, I burp a lot. Hey, I got to take medication. You got to fix that, folks. That acid can be eating away at your esophagus, and that can cause real serious problems. All my doctors are trained by me to how, how to adjust the stomach. And the reason is I have this condition. And when my stomach acts up, I got to get my doctors to adjust my stomach down away from the diaphragm. And so it's something that's usually manageable, but you definitely want to come see us and get that taken care of. If somebody has sweet breath, smells fruity almost, uh, you might think that it's uh, they're drinking alcohol. It could be a sign of diabetes. I remember years and years ago when I first started in practice, I had this older couple. They drove like two, two hours to come see me in this old pickup truck and she had this amazingly sweet breath. You'd walk in a room and it smelled like like fruit. And I thought, that's kind of odd. I wonder what that is. And so I looked it up and I said, you might be diabetic. And sure enough, she got checked and she was severe diabetes. And so we got that under control. So if somebody has this sweet breath, you may think that it's wonderful, but it could be a problem that you want to address immediately because that sweet breath can be something really serious. Uh, if you have a bacteria infection in your stomach called H. pylori, Um, That can cause problems. If you have H. pylori, it's oftentimes due to not enough stomach acid. There's a bacteria in your stomach called H. pylori, and it lives uh, in your stomach if you don't have enough stomach acid, and it can set up shop and actually cause an ulcer to form in your stomach. So when you have an ulcer, many times it's not that you have too much stomach acid. It's that you have too little stomach acid. And so we get people on betaine hydrochloride, Doctor Joe's digestive enzyme, Super green, essential source, adjust their stomach, and in many cases, we get amazing results. If you have a respiratory infection, sinus infection, that can give you that nasty breath as well, and you've been around people with a cold, and they have that. There's a certain smell that people have a sinus infection have in their nose, in their, um, uh, in their, in their breath, and I must have a super sensitive nose because I've been around people. I say, you smell that? No, I don't smell it. So I think I might be a super smeller. I don't know. But I smell things that other people don't smell. And many times I can be around somebody and say, I bet you they're going to get a cold. And normally the next couple of days they do. Uh, Certain medications can dry out your mouth. Uh, Drugs like nitrates uh, that treat heart conditions, chemotherapy for cancer, sleep aids. Uh, These can make your breath smell bad and break down in your body. So that's an issue. Uh, Tonsil stones. My nose is itching. Excuse me for a second. There you go. My nose itches. Uh, Tonsil stones. You have your tonsils back there, and you can build up little calcium stones in that area, and that can be an issue as well. So you can look in somebody's throat and see if they have the tonsil stone. And if they do, oh, man, I got a real tickle in my nose. There must be dust in the air. Um, You can kind of take a tongue depressor look, and you can see those little stones. Many times you could use like a toothbrush or a cotton swab and actually scrape them out. Uh, And they come out, you swallow them, it's no big deal. Uh, But that can cause like a little bit of infection in there as well. Uh, people with dehydration folks you gotta drink enough water and here's the thing most of us don't drink enough fluids especially water and the reason is this when you were a baby an infant there was a part of your brain that controlled hunger and a part of your brain that controlled thirst okay it's in the hypothalamus if i remember correctly as you become a toddler those two parts of the brain grow together And when these two parts of the brain grow together, you have a real tough time distinguishing between hunger and thirst. So many times when you're hungry, you're not hungry, you're thirsty. And so here's one of my tricks I do when I I do my weight loss protocols is I want you to have a big glass of water before every meal. And many times that helps solve that hunger and you eat a lot less food. So if you're dehydrated, a simple test you can do is grab the back of your hand uh, and squeeze the skin and let it go, and it should spring back relatively quickly. If it doesn't spring back relatively quickly, chances are you're dehydrated. Your pee should be clear. Unless you're taking Dr. Joe's B vitamins that would make it bright yellow, your pee should be pretty clear and not have odors in it. So you can actually pee in a clear glass and look at it. Does it have things floating around in it? Is it clear? Does it have an odor? Um, garlic might give it an odor too, by the way, and uh, asparagus. But other than that, it shouldn't have an odor. Uh, you may, th- these may be signs of dehydration. Just drink more water. So, again, all these symptoms that we're talking about are nothing but symptoms. They're not the problem. They're the sign of the problem. So bad breath is a symptom. Let's find out why. Are oh, you're not flossing. You're not brushing. Do you have an infection? A friend of mine a while ago had an infection in his jaw, and his breath stunk. And we would tell him, your breath stinks. Oh, it doesn't stink. I oh, don't you know what you're talking about. And eventually, the infection actually came out the bottom of his jaw like a, uh, a pimple, and it broke, uh, broke open and pus was pouring out. And eventually, he had to get that all fixed. Of course, it was a rotten tooth. So in our offices, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. We're always trying to get to the cause of the patient's health problems, not just treat the symptoms. So if you have a health issue, if you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, headaches, numbness, tingling, uh, sciatica, muscle weakness, folks, come see us. Stop suffering needlessly. Many times, it's a chiropractic case. Sometimes, if the arthritis is bad enough, we can do something called PRP. PRP is platelet rich plasma. We can take your blood, spin out the platelets, and re inject it back into your body. And that causes uh, what's called a healing cascade. It causes the body to recruit new healing cells. So, people with shoulder arthritis, knee arthritis, spinal arthritis, any type of arthritis, many times PRP is your natural answer. Uh, to your problem. Then we add chiropractic to it. Other places may do PRP, but we add the chiropractic to it to put the bones back in place. Then we add nutrition to it. Then we add supplements to it. So our offices really are a one-stop shop for wellness in most cases. So if you have a health issue, just make an appointment. Every day patients come in. I've been listening to you for five years, Dr. Joe, 10 years, 20 years. Oh my gosh, I've read all your books. Why didn't you get here sooner? And the answer is always, I don't know, I should have. So if you have a health issue for you, your friends, your family, your children, go to our website, drjoe.com. Just make an appointment. We have, again, offices all across the Atlanta area. First visit is normally $375. we have reduced that to 199 That's an exam, x-rays, consultation, going over the x-rays with you on the next visit and doing a nutritional evaluation. The nutritional evaluation alone is $150. So just do it. We accept insurance for treatment after that. We accept almost all insurance companies, uh, car accidents, sports injuries. If you've ever been in a car accident ever, if the car was damaged, you were damaged 100% of the time. Do not wait. Uh, if you have an attorney who says, no, you have to go to my doctor, drop that attorney. The attorney has no right to say you have to go to a certain doctor. I just had that happen the other day, and a patient dropped the attorney. He said, no, I'm going to see Dr. Joe. Oh, no, you got to go see my doctor. No, no, you don't. Come see us. Um, don't waste time. The longer something uh, is there, usually the harder it is to fix. So I said reflux, heartburn, pain, uh, foot issues, knee issues. uh, Just come see us. Go to our website. In fact, drjoe.com, we have a tab uh, that says uh, services. Hit that. It'll give you a drop-down menu. It lists many of the services that we have. We can do blood work on you. We can do, we have a weight loss protocol that we do, a 21-day weight loss protocol, doctor supervised. So we cover almost everything that we can to try to help people get well and stay well. So whether it's neck pain or back pain, we just talked about bad breath, bad breath's a warning sign, could be an infection, could be liver failure, uh, could be kidney failure. If your breath smells fishy, if your breath smells fishy, it could be a sign of liver uh, kidney failure. So you don't want to ignore that. So when you have issues, we want to be your doctors. I feel I work with some of the best doctors, if not the best doctors in the world. We have a medical division as well. We have a medical doctor on staff. The supplements we talked about, the minimum supplements everybody should be taking are super greens and essential source, and especially in winter, vitamin D. All those supplements are on the website, drjoe.com. We can ship them to you. If you can come pick them up, better still, because it's going to save us some shipping costs. Save you shipping costs. doesn't cost us anything. It costs you. So if you want to make an appointment, drjoe.com. Again, offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. We want to be your doctors. We want to get you well and keep you well. I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, drjoe.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on wsbradio.com and on a WSB radio app.